0: Um, here I am, I, am, I, am, I, am,
1: I am.
0: It's really weird, because I'm not really speaking to you in front of me. But I have to think of you in front of me, because if I don't, then I won't be able to speak to you. How you doing? <laughs>
2: Just woke up from a lovely little nap. I needed it. Woke up early this morning for no reason, uh, but now I feel uh, a bit refreshed, a little bit groggy, post-nap groggy. But the positive side, the flip positive side of, of that grogginess is we could count, we could have a little countdown to Christmas. Uh, <clears throat> but you're listening to this on Christmas or after Christmas. Uh, whatever the case may be, I'm happy to have you as my guest this evening or or whenever you might be listening uh, on this episode, this Christmas episode, Christmas special of The Wandering Wolf. Now, you know, this isn't an extensive Christmas special. It's it's probably going to be a a, a little bit gaunt, but that's all right. It's a celebratory episode, uh, a couple little special situations going on. Some of you have been asking about Donjeman, Goliath and, and uh, why he hasn't been back in a while. Well, he's back today. Also, I have a little conversation, just a, just a mini conversation uh, with my very good friend, Bryce Cherry, who has a, a famous cat, um, which I, I, I find these kind of phenomenons, uh, phenomena, phenomena, I find, I find that, that kind of thing uh, fascinating, how that happens, and uh, right under my nose, one of my best buddies is living with this, and it's a beautiful thing, but first, I thought, you know, I, I never really get to talk to you all, I figured I'd take this opportunity, this Christmas special, to tell a little, a little story, a little, it's not a Christmas story, exactly, but it's, it's a story of uh, a young man, me, and um, sort of it's a coming-of-age story. I, I was a very shy kid. I, I would pretty much uh, follow my brother around and sort of like take his lead on everything. I don't know why that is, but that's just the way I was. And that goes for, for like friends too, you know. he He was always really popular. Like, I mean, at least in like the religious circle, you know, we had, there was, there was the the messianic uh, sort of religious side of our lives. And then there was like the public school side of our lives. We were, we were really cool in the religious world, you know, uh, with the, with all those kids, Uh, you know, we were the, the rabbis, sons, you know, and Becky, of course, daughter. And then, but in public school, you know, we were like we were white kids which we went to predominantly african american elementary school and you know that was like a point against us cool wise and then we were jewish kids which was like outside the white the white kids and then we were messianic jewish kids which were outside the two other Jewish kids in the school, not that I'm mean, It's not a pity party, but, but, you know, we, I, I didn't feel like I fit in that much. Um, and you know, I had a couple, they were like drawing friends like me, like uh, there were like three good drawers in the school. There was me, Danny Trevino and Ruben Edwards in, in, in my grade. And, uh, so, you know, I kind of, I consorted with them at school, you know, uh, but I never really, and I would go to like a birthday party here and there, you know, but n- never really had like, I don't know, nowadays they call them like play dates or whatever, uh, but didn't have that kind of thing exactly, and when I got to junior high, our junior high was called CBA, it was Cincinnati Bilingual Academy, and that that filtered in from all the different schools that that were bilingual elementary schools in in the uh, city. So my elementary school was Pleasant Ridge Elementary, and that was a Spanish-speaking school. And then they had, like, Fairview was, like, the German-speaking school. And then there was Mount Airy was, like, another Spanish-speaking school, like, across the city, like, on the west side or towards the west side. So going into junior high, there was a chance to meet other kids. Now, I entered into... Like the the single A program, there's single A and there's double A. You know, the single A kids are, which is the, the, I, that whole idea is kind of fucked up, right? The double A kids are sort of fast tracked to to uh, smartdom and 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 expected to be sent to you know like the the smarter high schools, and the single A kids are. It's kind of like almost you know, it's like controlled chaos. It's like the the, the Classes were chaotic, sort of, and the teachers were getting punked and stuff like that. And I I went into single A. Even though I got straight A's in elementary school, I just felt like a pressure that, like, you know, I didn't want... I just was scared that it would be too hard to go into double A. Like, I heard horror stories or something. So I go into single A in sixth grade. And it was just basically all the kids from my elementary school. But then I would see on the outskirts, um, you know, like, these other kids there was, like, you know, these, like, there were, like, these, like, beautiful girls that would be in, like, the double A class. Like, the single A kids were, were, like, it was rough and tumble. It was rough and tumble in there. Um, And it was, like, you know, you you, either, like, punk or get punked. And I, I, I didn't, I, I steered clear of that for the most part. But, you know occasionally i asked but you know like one i remember a couple times i was kind of chubby kid and i remember one kid was like like you got titties and i was like no no i don't have titties he's like no no i'm, I'm for real I'm, I'm i'm sincerely asking you got you got titties no i don't have titties you know that kind of thing um I don't know if he was trying to be mean or if he genuinely didn't know. In fact, another time in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, with my family, we were playing putt-putt golf, and this fucking little kid, and you know this little kid wasn't trying to punk me because it was like a fucking, you know, seven-year-old, and I was like 12, and, and the seven-year-old comes up to me, are you a boy or a girl? Because I had long hair, and I was fat, and I had a beautiful woman's face. <laughs> anyway. That's beside the point. So I, I'm in the single A class for sixth grade, but I could see on the periphery, like at lunchtime, you know, these other kids, and they saw me, and and maybe you know I like I, look, I was like starting to grow my hair out, and maybe like a, I had like a mushroom cut or something, and all, like a sort of alternative or something like that. You know, I was listening to the Beatles and stuff, and uh, and then in seventh grade, I was like, fuck it. I didn't say fuck it because I didn't. I don't think I cursed out loud until. Like I was 16 years old, and I swear to God, I said, you know, I'll I'll go into double A because you know how hard can it be? So I did, and 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 you know, I just like like in, in my sixth grade class, a fucking teacher got knocked out by a kid in my sixth grade class. Um, it it was nuts. It was a little I mean, not that it was that crazy, but you know, it was a little. It was, just wasn't for me. So I went into the, uh, the more studious class, the AA class, and, uh, yeah, this system is fucked. I gotta say that. I'm sure they've cleaned things up since then in terms of how they deal with these situations with AA, single A, and all this shit, because um, you're expecting someone to fail. You put them in single A, and then you treat them as such, and then they act as such. Anyway, I went into AA and started meeting, meeting kids, you know, um, and there was one kid in particular, um, Austin Bargey, who who took an interest in me. He took an interest in me. He was like a he was like he was like this little ratty boy, uh, sort of. He grew up in Mount Airy Forest. I found out later. Like you know, I, I went to his house later, and um, just like a like a wild kid, but like but super sweet. He was a super sweet kid. Uh, long sort of long blonde hair. Uh, Austin Bargy, and he took an interest in me right away, like in the beginning of the of the uh, school year, and saw that I didn't have any other friends, and like sort of would talk to me and stuff like that. And towards the beginning of the the school year, I mean this this is this might have been getting towards Christmas break, actually, you know, like a couple months into school um, finally, like, they, they invited me over, this is, like, fall, it's, like, crispy fall time, um, you know, Buster, uh, Buster Newton, I think his name was Buster Newton, or is that a famous person, Buster Newton, Buster Newton, I think it was Buster Newton, and, and him and Austin were, like, best friends, um, and Buster was, like, a big, big kid, and Austin was, like, a little kid, like, Buster, like, probably went on to play football and stuff like that, um, this was seventh grade. We were, you know, twelve years old. I think maybe thirteen. They invited me over to Buster's house for a sleepover. We we're gonna have a, you know, have to have a have a sleepover over there. And uh, this was nerve wracking for me. You know, I, I I didn't have school friends like secular friends like this. And I had to have, had sleepovers with Ben Solsed, and we would stay up and watch Dave Letterman or or uh, WrestleMania or whatever the fuck, but. These were like secular kids, like, you know, and they were, they were, they were like, I don't know, like West Side Catholic, you know, like something or other, like just different than me. And I, uh, so we we had talked about it all week. They invited me on like a Monday or something like that over there and that we were going to do it on a Friday, have the sleepover on a Friday. And we had plans to like meet up with these girls, like you know Cindy Kester and Jane, um, something or other. Jane was in the German program. But she was like really hot. I remember like I, I was like attracted to her feet in 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 like tivas. She would, <laughs> uh, was as well as other parts of her. But but uh, that I, that's something I remember. And they were those two girls, and and maybe one other girl or something, Lorraine Schneer or something. They were going to come over to uh, to Buster's and like hang out, you know, in the evening, uh, assuming uh, the parents would allow. And uh, so we went over after school. You know, I packed my bag or whatever. God knows how much stuff I brought with me to school to. to to spend the night, one night over there. And we took the bus back to Buster's house on the west side, deep west side, which, you know, if you don't know Cincinnati, Cincinnati has this area called the west side, which is, you know, I guess west of downtown, and, and it's just totally separate. Like, if you didn't grow up there, you don't know the west side. You can know Cincinnati, like, in and out, and then just really not know the West Side at all. And that's how I was. Not that I knew Cincinnati inside and out, but, but I just had never been over there. Uh, it's a different feel. It's, a, it's almost like a separate city next door. Um, and you Cincinnatians know what I'm talking about. Uh, but but uh, we got out of the bus and walked, walked back to his house. And we get there. And we're, we're, we're playing basketball And stuff. And maybe we had a snack. We're like shooting hoops in his driveway. And. um, His dad drives up. And he says. He says no no no. no. Oh my god go 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 inside. Go inside. Go inside. So we. we, You know his dad pulls up. And like it's like a fucking uh, Camaro. Or like an IROC. And we run up to. Buster's bedroom. And. He's like, you know, just fucking hide, hide, or whatever. And and I'm like, in my mind, it's like racing. I'm like, what are we not supposed to be here? Like, I've been invited like all week. They've been talking about this. Like, is this not like legitimized by the parents? Like, you know, are we? Am I a stowaway in this in this house in this West Side house? Like, what is happening? And the door slams. And they had been building this up, actually, now that I remember it. They had been building this up, telling me how, you know, Buster's dad is an alcoholic and blah, blah, blah. He's an asshole and blah, 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 blah. The door slams.
1: Buster, get your ass down here.
2: He, he screams down down up, up the stairs. You know,
1: yes, sir. Yes, sir.
2: And And <laughs> Buster, who's like a big fucking kid, you know, he must be like... I don't know five. You know he's like my height now, like like five seven or something like that, and and uh, big muscular kid. Like you know he 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 sheepishly like goes down the stairs, and I you start to hear this shit. He's fucking beating him. It's like and and and, and Buster's like ah 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 ah, you know like he's getting fucking manhandled, thrown against the wall and shit, and. I'm fucking freaking out. My heart is racing, like, faster than it's ever raced before in, in this little 13-year-old titty chest. I, I don't know what to think. I just don't, you know, then, then it's like silence. And then the dad is like,
1: Austin, I
2: saw you run up there. Get your ass down here, Austin. And Austin, who's right next to me, my only vestige of of uh, camaraderie at that point. I just assumed, okay, well, Buster's dad is beating Buster. This happens on the regular. You know, this is scary. This is awful. But at least I have Austin here with me. No. Austin goes downstairs as instructed <laughs> and then starts getting beat. He starts getting his ass beat. The same as Buster did, just fucking throwing against the wall. Austin's like, nah, don't don't hit me. You know, this kind of shit. And uh, I mean, it was just frightening. And I can't remember no, I don't think I don't think Alex Donnelly was there. It was just the two of them. And and uh then that happened and then he yells up, I saw somebody else. Who else is up there? Who else is up there? Silence. I didn't, I didn't want to say shit. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just fucking breathing hard. He's, he's yelling. He's like, I'm not going to ask. I'm going to ask one more time. And I'm like, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it's Jonathan. It's Jonathan. And, he, and he's like, who the hell is Jonathan? He's cussing. Who the fuck is Jonathan? You know, and uh, get your ass down here. Get your ass down here. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What do I do? There's a window. There's a, There's a. We're on the second floor. There's a second-story window. I could jump out the window, and I might break a few bones, but I would survive, and I wouldn't have to deal with the psychological damage of getting my ass beat by someone else's dad. Do I jump out the window? No. I went down the stairs slowly, and... I see his dad. He's bald on top. I can still remember his face. Bald on top. Got long, like, wild hair. Like, sandy blonde, wild hair. Coming out on the sides and the back. And he's big. Big as fuck. Muscular. Looks like fucking Terry Bradshaw or something like that. And I dipped... I made a beeline for the front door. Dipped the fuck out of there. And I ran as fast as I could. A couple blocks. A few blocks. Just kept running. I had no idea where I was. I just knew I had to get out of there. I would find a pay phone somewhere and call my mom. Whatever. At some point, here comes the IROC. Holy Shit, he's fucking, he's following me. He's going to come and get me and kill me. This guy's going to murder me. And lo and behold, Austin and Buster are hanging out the window, cracking up. We got you. We got you. This was their initiation. (laughs) This was their initiation for me. And how why they thought I could handle this, I don't know. But when I look back on this, I love it. It's a beautiful story, um, and this is the kind of stuff that I I uh, really enjoy in life. They they fucked with me because they really liked me, so they fucked with me. And the dad was I mean Buster's dad was super cool. He's like a super nice guy, one of the get kind of the kind of guy that like would would like let you smoke or something like that, you know, or like like slip you a like ah, here, here's one, here's here's one Miller between the three of you. Don't don't tell your moms or whatever, that kind of thing. That kind of dad. Not that he did that. He didn't do that. But I could see that happening. And uh yeah, from that point on I was I was accepted in that in that uh, friend circle, you know? I mean, as much as I could be. It, it, with, with the, uh, the natural in, inborn outsider mentality that I had, have, but that, that was that, that was that, and then there was another time I remember, but this was drug-related, where I smoked a ton of weed with Austin, and then we ran, we legitimately were running from something that time, <laughs> but I hardly remember, but it was also on the west side, and it was at a party at Cindy Kester's house, and some guys, anyway, that's another story for another day, and Something I have to get a hypnotist to, to pull that out of my memory. Okay, let's 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 move to something else. I I, I I've been talking to Donjeman uh, over the course of the year, and yeah, he's been down in Miami for a couple months. He goes down there for the winters and shit. So uh, you know, you guys have been requesting him, so I got him back on. I, I don't know what he's going to talk about. I I told him to send me. I I got the MP3 in the mail today. Uh, just. Uh, an hour ago And I had sent him over to a friend's studio To record it I told him give me five, ten minutes Of you talking So yeah Here's Donjamin.
1: Good evening I come to you this evening From South Beach, Florida It's 6.33pm Eastern Standard Time The year is 2013. The date, well, December 24th, Christmas Eve, my birthday. I'm not sure what I'm doing here on the microphone, other than Yadi has alluded to the fact that there are several of you virtually standing, emphatically chanting speech, speech, speech. Digitally on the internet. And so I stand before you virtually in a very real aura of greatness this evening. There was another holy man who took his birthday on Christmas Eve Jesus Christ. Now oh, there are some 50,000 odd Christians across this planet rolling in their soon to be graves. Our little Lord was born on Christmas morn. Oh, so he was, but this is a thousand years ago. What difference does a day make? You say, Donjemont, Donjemont. How many candles grace the icing on tonight's great pastry, like all life? Then I say to you, a gentleman maintains always an attitude of gratitude a gentleman has the fortitude nay the platitude never to reveal the longitude of his latitude or his altitude whatever the case may be a gentleman never relieves himself of his deepest darkest secrets a gentleman never relieves himself of his emotional subjectives. But I can say to you for certain this, I am a beautiful young soul crammed tightly into the waning mess you see virtually before you. Butterflies and the wings of a thousand angels tamp down into the disgusting, dripping body of this perspiring, gargolian beastie, this ever-perishing, portly apparition. It wasn't always this way. I was a crooner. I was an alcohol consumer. I was a lady ruiner. I was young. But gay will not care of the world. Before my softball years, I had a partnership with a melodist by the name of Frank Mercer. He was a, a beautiful, beautiful man. This was not a sexual relationship. I know you'll see his days are in bed with everybody. In our day, a man was a man and a woman was a woman it was joliath and mercer i wrote the lyrics he wrote the melodies it was quite a career we had we wrote a little hit number on this day christmas eve my birthday many years back before the good lord washed me in his sins was a little number for trough Dairy Television Spot, Early Days of Television, Cincinnati, Ohio, Pal Crosley, personal friend of mine, there's a beautiful little tune, there's a hit number, there's a, wait, something, was a, have a little leg dog, have a little egg dog, oh, I used to love this stuff, put a little of that Caribbean Negro rum in there. Really bring out the Doberman pincher in you know, a man. Oof. I was, I was all bite in those days, believe it. Have a little egg dog. It was, it was, a, it was sexy. It was sexy. It was gentle. It was, have a little egg dog. Have a little egg dog. You'll find it out there. A Christmas bow. What? What is a Christmas bow? Anyway, I always wondered that. What is a Christmas bow? Okay, I'm gonna say farewell, ladies. If you hear this in the next 24 hours, I'll be staying at the Redison South Beach. My wife thinks I'm in Toledo. Working. I'm staying in room 1423. Pete Rose, Mike Jordan. i saving. Okay. All right. Gotta love
2: him. Gotta love Donjamin Goliath. Uh, friend of the family. Good guy. Interesting. Interesting character. Uh, now, let's take this Christmas special in another direction and, uh, move on to this short conversation that I had with my old buddy, Bryce cherry. Uh, now Bryce, Bryce is, we're going to, what we talk about is his ownership or, or, uh, human friendship to the famous cat princess monster truck. Um, but you know, I've known Bryce, uh, for a long time in another context, just as, as a good friend uh we We first started hanging out over Christmas time, so that's relevant uh It was I think probably Christmas time two thousand four or five or something like that um and we were sort of the only ones still left in Oakland. you know how in in towns like that you know uh where everyone's a transplant, everybody goes home to their uh respective family uh you know home and sees their folks and family. Well, Bryce and I didn't that year, and so we ended up, like, hanging out every day and getting to know each other like that. Yeah, He's a great guy. Wonderful, wonderful, and a beautiful man. He's a tattoo artist. Really, really talented uh, at at what he does. A funny guy. Just makes you feel great when you hang around with him. This is about his cat. Check it out. Bryce Cherry. (laughs) never actually talked to you about the cat thing like Liz has told me about it some other people have told me about it but I I'd rather just hear it out of your mouth what the hell it is so
0: okay so here's how it started so Tracy my girlfriend Tracy and I have a jewelry line called dry lake jewelry and she was posting pictures of our cat because our cat's kind of funny and it started on on Etsy or something no 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 on uh Instagram Instagram and so I've been so then we were like okay a little bit unprofessional we're starting to get more followers for the cat versus like the jewelry stuff right you put up a picture of the cat and then it'd be like way more likes than the, than the stuff you were selling right so I was like you gotta cut this cat shit cause it's kinda lame or whatever and so she's like kind of like just to be snarky started her own Instagram account for the account for the cat and then the jewelry well, so what's line what's the name of the account Princess Monster Truck Princess Monster Truck okay and so With- thank you so much We lost, we lost like half of our followers for the, for the jewelry thing and they just all started, they were just following for the cat, basically just waiting for like cat posts, and it stayed at like 200 followers for like the better part of a year, and then one of her friends, she tagged her friend who worked at BuzzFeed in one of the pictures of the cat, you should check out this cat, because she thought that that friend would like it, right, Funny, whatever. Right. Quickly, that friend then contacted Tracy, did an interview about the cat, posted it on Buzzfeed. In the first like week and a half, got half a million hits. Oh my god. And then you know every day it was like a thousand more followers. So like now we have 43,000 followers. 43,000 followers, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Um, got people wanting to like manage the cat. Got a lot of like.
2: Like, people just looking to make money off of us somehow.
0: Yeah, and, like, kind of half-assed, like, uh... I don't know, just, like, a lot of weird weird people approaching us for, like, licensing contracts and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, for what, shirts and, sh- like... Yeah, and some of the stuff's cool. Some of the stuff, like... The cooler things we've done are with, um... Like, DoSomething.org. We, like, help launch their campaign picks for pets. It's like, uh, here's a little backstory on Tracy. Is like, she grew up on, uh, like... Both her parents were veterinarians. Did okay. you know this? No, I didn't know that. Okay, so then... She, she grew up in the Bay? No, she grew up in Oregon. Okay. In Eugene, Oregon. Okay. And they had kind of like an animal rescue. That had a llama farm. She grew up with all these, like... Basically, when, like, when people would come to bring their pets in to get euthanized, her dad would just fix mm-hmm. them up and, like, keep them. So she, like, grew up on this weird... Okay. ...farm of maimed animals. Which is kind of why we rescued the cat in the first place. Like, we found her out in... Uh, Bushwick Okay It was on winter And she was like She was like all nasty And like Yeah she was on the street And like skinny And all matted And like um, Tracy's like Well we can't leave her out here we like, took her in How did you feel about that At first? Were you down? Well I mean She was like really gross So we yeah. like I don't know We were We were kind of like Going back and forth Like Ultimately, we couldn't, like, leave this cat out right, of Right, right. She was pretty... Was she a kitten, or was she adult? We think, like, about a year old. Okay. But that's, like, we took her to the vet, and, like, based on her teeth, I guess, like, probably a year. Okay. She's, like, kind of, kind of, like, not all there, so, like, we kind of had to take care of her. And how does she get the name? Well, she just looks like a monster, so we just started <laughs> calling her Monster. Uh-huh. And then... Jeremy, you know Jeremy, from the, from Oakland, Jeremy yeah, Bird. Yeah. He started calling her monster truck he was selling christmas trees at the time he lives here now no he just came out to sell christmas trees okay crashed at our house seasonal work seasonal work and then saw the cat for some reason just called her monster truck instead so that kind of stuck and then our other friend called her princess monster princess monster truck yeah came the name. i like it yeah
1: um
2: did
0: it surprise you
2: when when uh when it took
0: off like that well, at first we were like, oh, this is kind of crazy, you know, like, the first, like, 500 followers, but then as, like, the week went on and it was, like, you know, six, 7,000. It became clear, five. it was not going to stop. Yeah, it wasn't, and then, you know, then, then, like, uh, like, Extra, the TV show, called me at work, wanting really? us to go on the show. Really? And I, you know, I was like, nah, we're not going to do that. Basically, we're just, like, saying no to all of this shit. So you ha- you, have you done anything like that? the thing we did was do dosomething.org because that seemed basically so the whole time we're trying to kind of not be douchey with it and like do positive things so and especially with Tracy's background with animal rescue yeah. stuff we're like oh this use is like to
2: bring an well, awareness first of all
0: it's like we weren't seeking cat famedom but we both have our own like art careers so we don't really want to like make this our main endeavor so if we can use whatever publicity she gets to like help other animals like her kind Right. of make it more her thing she's like, a, she's a, she would have fucking died out there yeah. if you hadn't rescued her you rescued her and now she has 44,000 followers right exactly so like we're like <laughs> you know you can adopt a pet that's cool instead of getting like a purebred cat and maybe make money off of it Right. which exactly. you guys could have been doing <laughs> which you're not as much as you could be we're not really making that much money we're, we're selling shirts we donate a portion to whatever charities make sense like this animal shelter upstate just burned down we did like a t-shirt drive and raised like a thousand bucks over a weekend for them and sent it out dosomething.org was like you know politicizing young people to like adopt adopt animals and help out however they could we have some more projects like that coming up would you not go on TV on any of those kind of Stupid shows or whatever. Well, like, here's the thing with it because so, it could it could raise awareness of it. And well, here's the whole thing with the cat and being on TV is that she's a cat and you know taking her in a public space she freaks out. Right. And so that's kind of like counterproductive yeah. to us like taking care of animals. Right. So we're kind of saying no to stuff like that. So we're right. never going to take her on you know a TV show with an audience. Right. Uh, right. She's not. A, she's not a fucking
2: trained circus cat or something no she's a, she's a normal I mean and that's kind of the
0: kind of like falls in line with you know she's like the cat next door she's just a cat yeah <laughs> yeah and you know we want to take care of her and I don't know I think it I, hopefully it can inspire other people to adopt especially like cats there's so many cats in, in animal shelters that get euthanized every year and yeah you can just go adopt one instead of buying a pure breed right right which now, is probably what, like what uh, she's a casualty of is like inbreeding and her mouth is kind of messed up. She, she looks like a pure breed of some kind, right? Well, yeah, I mean, we don't know. But she's definitely Persian and Persians are kind of the result of a lot of yeah inbreeding. And, you know, they can't really, like, their hair's too long, it gets matted. They're, like, often born with deformed jaws like that. You know, she can't breathe that well. But we to, but she, we, we like, like that. We have to clean her eyes all the time. But same. it's cute. Right, it's cute. So it's worth it. Right. I mean some people don't get the point some people are like oh that'd be great if we could like like breed more of her and then like then it kind of gets a little bit convoluted as to like people wanting these designer right maimed animals right like so, an, so or exactly yeah. it
2: makes you attractive yeah <laughs> yeah I, yeah but uh then you're trying to raise awareness about that kind of thing
0: anti that with a cat that's that is that and is so cute right and then if we can even push that further I know we've been talking about you know if we're helping these animals in shelters get fed why can't you you know help people in men's shelters get fed or homeless shelters or women's shelters um, Adopt a man. <laughs> or, I mean, you know, we, we sell these t-shirts of, of, you know, a percentage of that goes to to different charities that we choose, but, I don't know, I feel like we're also trying to push, like, you don't have to have a shirt to donate to something that you want to donate to. Yeah. So I've, we you know, I've never donated to anything before, and you know, sending that check to the animal shelter felt pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not even in a, really in the position to be donating any kind of money. Right, right. But using her as a platform, we were able to to raise that money. And it was cool. And that felt good. It was good. totally cool. Yeah. It's interesting that this whole thing is a phenomenon right now. I mean, there's other famous cats too, like much more famous, like... Uh, basically,
2: it's a phenomenon of, of social, of internet, social media. You know what I mean? That, like, people are sharing things so f- rapidly and, like, something becomes a meme or whatever. Right, but people, like, are specifically fixated on these cats. And cats. Um, I've talked about this on the podcast, actually, that this has to end, but I don't want to say that to your face. But, like, it is a thing that, like, people are, li- like, the cats, pizza, there's a couple other things that
0: are that are really in vogue. But right I think, now. don't you think, though, like... But why is that? I mean, there's people want to be happy. People want to see something funny. Exactly. Like, something it's, it's, it's,
2: it's covering up other, other negative emotions and, and, and other things that you want to say, but then instead of saying those things, that you just
0: share a picture of a cat. I kind of feel like in the beginning I thought the whole thing was pretty lame, but then this guy, um, Mike, who owns a famous cat called Little Bub, reached out to us. You met him through the famous cat community. He called us and was like, "This is kind of crazy. I know what's happening to you cuz I've gone through this." I mean, his cat's really famous. Okay. For instance, more famous? Yeah, for instance, like when we did that, when we did that fundraiser for the animal shelter, he hopped on and raised like 10 times the amount and okay. like half the time like okay. Powerhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. donates like huge percentage of everything he brings in. He's like this cat saint guy. And he's, like, really normal and cool, too. He's not, like, this... I don't know, you kind of picture these, like, cat ladies or something behind right. this, but he's just... He knows that it came out of Les field, Old and that... Kind of like you, or just... Yeah, just out of nowhere. Right, and I think it would be, like, a discredit not to, like, to include him and in him showing us that it can be a cool thing because, you know, he was like, if you need any help or any advice with any of these contracts or these people calling you or, like my 2 cents on it and he kind of really inspired us to like also start like using it as a positive yeah. as a positive thing. I mean, he raises tons of money for stuff.
2: That's so cool. You know, like most people would definitely just scrape together what what money they could get in the in the the year or two that is a thing and then, you know.
0: Right. And like, well, and that's kind of the other thing about it is like so like when these people were offering us stuff. You know, since Tracy and I both have our own careers that we're actually interested and passionate about, this isn't, like, our big break. Right. You know, a lot of that stuff was pretty low ball for what they would get out of the deal. And they couldn't really understand why we weren't interested in, like, being douchey with it. Right. Because it's money, and, like, to turn down money is kind of, like, a weird thing. But it's also turning down your integrity. And And, like, through talking to Mike, he's kind of, like... You don't, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to even put another picture of your cat online. Right. And, and at first we felt all this pressure to like do all this stuff and keep up with it, but once he said that, this thing kind of clicked, like, we can only do the things we want to do and use it as a platform to do cool stuff, you know, and really took took his lead on that. Yeah. Um, that's good, that's fortuitous that you met this guy.
2: Yeah. Not, you know, if you didn't know anyone that would ever been in a position like that, you were right. kind of lost or something.
0: Right. Some guys that were talking to us early on were like trying to pump our heads full of money with like deals with Walmart and like all this stuff. that right. never felt right to me in any other way. You don't want to trap in my deeper. life. Right, exactly. But like, it's funny that once you're presented with those possibilities, you start reevaluating your morals. Because, you know, I've been broke my whole life. Right, right. And like, It'd be nice to make a little bit of money. Exactly. Yeah. And, but I don't know. It was good to meet him because. If Tracy wasn't in the situation, would you have done it? Would you have gone for it? I don't know. I
2: mean, the cat never would have happened if Tracy wasn't in this situation. But I'm just saying,
0: if, if this was just. You know, I'd like to say no, you know. But, yeah. But you know, I don't know. You know, you never know until somebody presents you, you know. I'll ask you again when I turn this off. Yeah, if the devil yeah. shows up, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because you, I mean,
2: look, this is coming from the person that used to try to convince me about how we could do like a bank heist. This kind of like, dude, it would be so easy. Like, like. Just like I mean, I don't know that
0: you were ever serious about anything like that. It was like yeah, a stance for comedy. There though. were discussions though. There were discussions. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and and then yeah, also seeing how the internet works, how you do have this voice all of a sudden, and it's interesting to see like what you can do with that. Like for instance, we did this. Just a couple months ago. All the, all those marriage equality rights. The what was yeah. it? The what's it called? the fell. Basically, we made, like, this post that Princess Monster Truck is for marriage equality. Okay. And you could see this response of, like, a certain demographic not being into that at all. Really? And being really Even bummed. People that would dig,
2: I guess, yeah, you could have, like, some kind of moms, like, weird, yeah. weird, weird, like, Midwest
0: moms that are into Princess
2: Monster well, Truck you, but you, not into you gay know, rights.
0: Twice a day you have 43,000 people yes. seeing whatever you write. right. So right. we put that out there. There is a percentage of those forty-three thousand that are like, nah. Right. That is like, there was a, one post that was like, no, with like eleven O's, uh, like, like, like so heartbroken that Princess Monster oh my like God. this was cat was liberal. That the cat yeah. was liberal. Right. That's hilarious. So that kind of stuff is fun. Yeah. Uh, Prince, Princess Monster Truck uh slash. Uh, what? How do you get there? It's at Princess Monster Truck or PrincessMonsterTruck.com. dot Okay. You heard What's it here first, you? folks.
2: <laughs> Check it out. Hopefully, we can get five, ten more followers there. This has been Bryce Cherry. We're we're uh, we're in Brooklyn. Signing off. Thanks for listening to this Christmas time special of The Wandering Wolf. Since I'm a proponent of young love, and since this is Christmas after all, I told uh, this young man, Kane, that I would give a shout out to this young lady, Sarah. I, that, that other people do not go getting that idea. I, can't, I cannot do this every episode, but this is a special shout out for Christmas. So, Merry Christmas, Sarah, from Kane. We'll be back next week with a more usual episode i hope you'd like to change up the wandering wolf podcast at gmail.com at yoni wolf on twitter merry christmas joy to all happy new year i think that's going to happen just before the next episode so i want to say that and uh also keep wandering to you was born
0: this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. So, happy birthday Jesus, and uh, Merry
2: Christmas to you. Bye-bye now.